0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
1: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by the MLB.com Shop.
2: Hi everybody, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, it, it, there seemed to be a lot, it seems to be a lot of chatter about some pretty big moves, or at least potential big moves for the Braves this winter. The thing you wrote about recently, and I really touched on a couple times, is the possibility of trading one of their real centerpiece players, Jason Hayward and, and Justin Upton. What do you think the odds are of one of those two guys not being with this club on opening day? I think
0: the odds of at least one of them not being with the club are uh, probably slightly... Uh, you know, somewhere between 60 to 70% chance of trading them both, uh, which, you know, in some ways may be, uh, their best move, uh, would be, I'd say we're we're looking closer to 30 to 40% chance. And, you know, the reason that I, you know, am of the opinion that they should go ahead and trade both of them, I think when you take a step back, see where they are, see where their farm system is, um and, you know, especially from a pitching standpoint, uh, that they're weak, not only in their major league ready, what they have available to themselves, uh, available for next year and for, for a few years to come. Um, I, I think when you look at, uh, Jason and, uh, Hayward and Justin Upton and say, I have a chance of, uh, re-signing either of them after next year when they're free agents, I, I think that think the greater return, uh, than getting a draft Choice for both of them in 2016 would be to to go ahead and start replenishing your rotation and your farm system now uh, by dealing both of them. Now, if you do that, you know you're basically uh, throwing in the towel probably for 2015, and it's you know it's going to be a rebuilding year. Uh, But but I think if you truly are are aiming to uh, take advantage of you know, the, what you already have in place. You know, they've got a, a decent uh, young core already in place, and they've locked up some of these players. If you want to make the most of that in 2000, maybe 2016, but more 2017 when they move into the new stadium and beyond, I think you need to start replenishing uh, your farm system and, and uh, you know, start getting some arms in here uh, to, to build a rotation. It's already... uh you know, you've got the makings of a decent one with Julio Teron and Alex Wood and Mike Miner. Uh, but beyond that, um, you've got Lucas Sims who is at least two years away. Uh, it's really your only true, uh, pitching prospect who, who you feel, you know, good about who could be at least more than a number four in your rotation. Uh, you know, some people will come back and say, well, you, you've got, um, Jason Hirsch, uh, the first round draft choice from 2000, uh, thirteen, you know, he was a minor league pitcher of the year this year. He had a good year. Yeah, well I you know, I think you it's safe to say you go and you ask the scouts and those who have seen Hirsch, you know, I don't see him being a difference maker in this rotation. I think they need to start uh, replenishing some arms down there and uh, just kind of take a step back and say, Yeah, it's gonna to be tough to to uh, deal with either Jason Hayward or Justin Muffin because of, you know the significance of both bring to that lineup. But you know, it, the responsibility is to to build for the future, and to uh, you know, instead of trying to piece together and uh, patch, do some patchwork for a year, year or two here. Um, I think it's in their best interest to uh, take advantage of, of the opportunity to trade both of these guys now.
2: Do you think that that's on the table when they have their conversations? Do you think that this newly reconstructed front office may be looking at? this point in time with maybe the goodwill from a new front office, with the new ballpark coming, with this sort of interesting transition time, do you think when they have their conversations they are looking at that seriously and saying maybe this is a time to kind of change direction and, and start building towards a, a future that may be a year or two or three away?
0: Yeah, I, I do. I, I think it is in the conversations. I I, I think that uh, while that, that is, might make sense to some, I think that you, you know, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that that's something that John Sherholtz is going to be really comfortable with. Um, and maybe, of course, the, um, you know, he, he, he's kind of more of the, uh you know, he, he's not a guy who really is, has ever shown that he's willing to throw in the towel. Uh Even those transition periods uh from, well, he was really only GM and, 2006 and 7, uh, the transition periods there from the uh, division last of uh, the 14th Pacific Division titles in 2005 until um, 08 or until 2010 when they got back to the the uh, playoffs. Um, you know, they they never really uh, did have a you know one of those periods where they're just going to go ahead and dump guys and and start off completely over, but. It was a completely different position then. They, you know, they they had some pieces. They they were relatively young, um, and, and you know, and, and Frank to Frank Wren's credit, um, you know, he inherited uh, you know a, a rough situation there when he came in um, in 2007 because in some ways, you know, John Shuretz actually went the opposite way right before he he exited uh, or, or ended his days as the GM. You know he he made the Mark Teixeira trade, which uh, you know in some ways you know people continue to to talk about how much the Braves gave up in that in that one deal. Um, you know he rolled the dice and went for it. Um, you know for for what basically became one calendar year, one uh, you know what have counted you know or one full season uh, broken up into two different years of Mark Teixeira. Um, you know I, I think that you know if I if I had to guess. Uh, John Sherholz will be hesitant to, 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 to make that big move where you would trade both of those guys. And maybe the other question is if you, if you did make that move, if, if you said, okay, you know what, we are going to, um, throw in the towel for 2015. We're going to start looking solely to the future by trading up in the Hayward. Then you have to take a step back and say, you know, sh- should you trade Craig Kimbrell at the same time? Because how long is it going to be until you win again? Um, I don't expect that to happen, but I think that 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 does have to be part of the conversation as well. Um, you know, because you know what what what's the good of having you know paying the the game's best closer uh, if you're not going to be uh, you know a, a playoff contender? Um, if if you when you could get so much more for him in return. Um, you know, so, so there are some big moves to Brave to make. I, I do expect them to make at least one of those, uh, by trading one of those two outfielders, uh, Upton or Hayward. If I had to guess, it would probably be Justin Upton. Um but, uh, there, there are plenty of moves, uh, that, like you said, this, this new front office, this is not a, uh, know, they're not jumping into an easy situation here. There's, there's plenty of, uh, decisions that, that could be made.
2: So what does that kind of middle ground look like then? Because it sounds like maybe that's what they try to do is, is, on the one hand, not put all the chips in to win in one year with a club that may not be ready to do that, on the other hand, not blow it up. What does that middle ground look like as far as starting that transition so that they don't fade away? Because I, I, you're, you're, I think you make a great point that that's not in anybody's sort of DNA there. And at the same time, that it is set up to where it's more sustainable and that there's a club that again, when they move into this ballpark is a, is a contending club.
0: Yeah. It, uh, let's, let's say, you know, let's say you do trade one of them. Let's say, you know, one of these two corner outfielders say, you know, now all of a sudden you are going to, my thinking, you know, there's always been, there's also been the thought, you know, do you trade Evan Gaddis with Christian Bethancourt ready? I think if you trade one of those corner outfielders, um, The the odds of Gattis uh, being traded is well diminished because I think that they'll at least try to keep some power. Uh, You know, if you're only trading one of them, you're thinking, hey, maybe we can still win with what we, with maybe a piece or two that you get from this trade. What you already have, some other moves, maybe that you are are able to make because of uh, some financial flexibility that you gain by either trading Justin Upton's fourteen million or or Jason Jason's. uh, You know, once he gets a He's expected to. will have a Gold Glove bonus that gets him up to, to closer to eight million for next year. Um, you know, I, I think that that you at that point in time you have got to start focusing on this this the starting rotation. What they have in place right now, they have Julio Tehran, Alex Wood, and Mike Miner. Now let's take a step back to, to late September. Mike Meyer and Alex would both miss their final starts the season with injuries. Now, they may have been minor injuries. They may not have been a big deal. If they had been, still been in the race, maybe both of them had made would have made those starts. That's what the club has led us to believe. But, but we, I think when you're in this planning process, you know, you've you heard, you hear it time and time again, you've got to have seven or eight major league caliber uh, ready pitchers uh, to be in that rotation. Well, right now, you know, they, they have three. They've got David Hale, who has shown some flash to being a guy who could be a, a decent number four, number five. And then you have, uh, Brandon Beachy and Chris Medlin, two arbitration eligible guys who are, uh, both coming off second, uh, their second Tommy John surgeries. There's plenty of uncertainty, uh, surrounding that rotation. As I mentioned, in a minor league system, they don't have anybody who is major league ready or really even close right now. So I think that that is, you know, if you're going to compete in the, you know, in this game, obviously it's it's no secret you you need pitching and and you need pitching depth because you're not going to go through a season without uh, uh, having to to replace a guy here or there, um, and so I think that has to be a focus, uh, you know, from an offensive standpoint. This team underachieved in a big way last year. It, a, a club who uh, most of the same guys who would been able to, uh, produce enough for them to rank fourth in the National League in 2013, came back last year in the strikeouts. And, um, the strikeouts were basically the same as the year before, but the power just wasn't there. So, um I, I think bringing in Kevin Seitzer may help. You know, you never know exactly how, uh, a new hitting coach is, is going to, uh, what kind of effect he's going to have until, you know, the product hits the field. I like a lot of what Kevin Seitzer says about, you know, his approach to situational hitting. And, you know, maybe he can get the guys to alter their mindset a little bit. Um, But at the same time, the DNA of this lineup is one that's, you know, built to hit for power, and and the strikeouts are going to be there. I mean, but if you can diminish them or, you know, uh, reduce that number a little bit, uh, regain some left power, maybe this team can uh, get back to at least closer to where they were in 2013 from an offensive standpoint. Um, and, you know, from a bullpen perspective, it's, uh, if Craig Kimball is there, you've got the pieces around him that, uh, that you can uh, build a pretty good bullpen with Jordan Walton and David Carpenter um, being his primary setup guys. All
2: right, well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to chat here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening.
1: Visit the official online shop of Major League Baseball at MLB.com shop for the largest selection of authentic caps, T-shirts, jerseys, hoodies, collectibles, and more. Get your gear straight from the source. The MLB.com shop. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.